9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Plug Yourself. This year, give the gift that keeps on giving, which of course is a subscription to Go Plug Yourself on your favorite uh, podcast software. That's the gift that you give to yourself and uh, helps our subscriber numbers. Also, I mean, maybe write a review on iTunes if that's something that you want to do. Uh, meanwhile, welcome back to another episode of Go Plug Yourself, the show that uh, talks to Montrealers or people in and around Montreal who have something to plug. Uh, this week's episode, we pay host to Pascal Pilot and Simon Lacroix from Total Crap, which is a found footage mashup uh, special, um, taking a look at some of the worst television that French Canadian TV has to offer throughout the course of the last, I guess, 30 or 40 years are taking a look at clips. Uh, this year, they are bringing their special brand, their special holiday special uh, to us virtually, as everything else is this year, on December 12th. That's this Saturday, December 12th. You can uh, take a look on, find the link on Facebook by looking up the Special Noel Total Crap uh, on Facebook. We'll also have links in the post, so you can get tickets there. They're less than 12 bucks. Some of the proceeds go to Dans la Rue, uh, and it's hilarious. Uh, if you're worried that you don't speak French well enough, trust me, uh, all and people of all languages can enjoy the hilarity that Pascal and Simon put together uh, for their Christmas special. Uh, just wait for the Santa Claus from Canal Neuf, uh, and you're, you're sold. You're sold. Trust me. It's going to be a great holiday time. Uh, just check it out. Uh, Walter, actually, uh, since Walter was the one who introduced me to Total Crap a number of years back, we asked Walter to come on as, a, as the co-host. So this one is uh, back to hosted by the original duo of myself and Walter J. Lane. Uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the, hes- enjoy the episode. And uh, on December 12th, uh, make sure you attend uh, Total Crap's The Saint Noel uh, virtual special on December 12th. Thanks. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. It's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. World exclusive. We're bridging the divide, you know, <laughs> the, the cultural divide. We're doing it again, Keith. We're bridging the, it. Well, this is extra, extra special because this is now our second guest in a row that their primary medium of entertainment is in French. Because Alex Rose now does his podcast with Yannick Belzil, Antoine Bière. Right. Uh, he does the Voyeur de Vue. And then uh, now we have the, the guys from Total Crap. And we also have Walter back. Holy Seriously. shit, Keith! So, so what's the deal? Are, are, you, are you finally trying to get those 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 grants? I think trying, so. Trying to get some of that I want to get some money? Of that government grants. Grant really money. upping the Franco content here, eh? <laughs> Still talking about it in English. I know uh, this is great. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst pass. Keith and Walter. Keith and Walter embrace embrace Francophone culture <laughs> and don't speak French ever. <laughs> Uh, so we have Simon Lacroix and Pascal Pilote, who are the uh, the um, geniuses behind Total Crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. geniuses. I guess you can say that if you want. <laughs> we'll say it. We'll say it. Um, Walter, why don't, why don't you you set it up? Because you're the like I said, you you're the one who showed it to me. You're uh, you've been to the live shows. I've only ever seen the clips online. I got this. I watched the the. I think. Was it 2.0 where you had the one and two kind of mashed together from a bunch of years ago and stuff? And then I've seen uh, other stuff online. I've never made it out. You were supposed to bring me to one of the ones on Club Soda. And then I think you didn't meet me, I think, was we or I didn't meet you on time 
or something. And Walter was like, I'm going anyway. And then I think Walter <laughs> went. And then <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds accurate. Uh, yeah, it's total crap. I, well, I don't know why I'm, I, I think I feel like we should let the, the our guests introduce it. But like my my introduction to total crap was at uh, uh, Nuit Blanche, I think was like years ago. Like it was yeah. the, the first time I saw a total crap, and I think I remember seeing it like on the programming, and I see like <laughs> just seeing like total crap in the middle of all the other like <laughs> things, like the, the a bunch of really fancy go. names, and then total and crap. It was, right, it was at a bar. I forget which bar it was at, but it was at like a bar that I would like never go to. <laughs> like you know, like, like, oh, was, like it, uh, was it that MVP on Saint Catherine? Yeah, yeah. Uh, possibly. Because like I did see it there one time, but I think this was like even before that. There was like I think it was that it was like at a, on a side street or maybe somewhere. Oh, maybe catacomb. Maybe it was at catacombs actually, but like catacombs, I, I you know I, I have been to, but I, I I seem to remember it being at a like a at a, at a bar like a, a you know a French bar. <laughs> That mm-hmm. I normally wouldn't go to, but so probably MVP. MVP MVP is MVP's a, a classy a, spot. They got the, yeah. is that where they have the, the lobster, the 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 lobster game with the, the, the claw. Anyway, <laughs> if if it's not MVP, then it's an establishment right next to MVP because MVP I've had actually Walter and I have drank it a bunch of times because it's a cheap bar that's kind of near where they have the Just for Laughs festival. So it's like you have Just for Laughs where everything is like twenty dollar beers and stuff, and then you go like two blocks down to MVP. For cheap beer, and that's uh, how Walter and I have often ended up at MVP. <laughs> yeah, are you hearing those pings on my side? I don't hear anything on your side, Perfect. buddy. You're sounding good. Perfect. Great. Uh, so yeah, so, yeah. And, and so and I was introduced to it that way, and I found this great thing, and it was amazing, and it was like you know the, the, the this whole like insane found footage thing with like local Quebec stuff and and beyond, like Quebec's answer to the found footage thing, and and I'm also a huge fan of. Um, like everything is terrible and, and the stuff that those guys do and so like just like the whole fan footage deal for me is, is great i love it and uh and i think and and i love that you guys are doing coming back with a christmas special now because some of some of my favorite stuff from uh that you i think i've seen did you, did you have a previous christmas special uh yeah. well it's the same one that we've been showing for some years but there are different stuff in it uh there are different uh, editing version of it so uh, yeah, because uh, when we started doing Christmas special, we only have like 15 minutes of Christmas stuff. We were showing it uh, uh, between uh, Christmas and New Year, and uh, and and it evolved into a whole show. And this this all started in Quebec City, right? Yeah, yeah. The the, the first show we did uh, was uh, in Quebec City uh, in 2004 on uh, February February 28, 2004 at a small bar in Quebec City called Scanner. We were expecting like uh, probably 50 people, like all our friends, and Mm -hmm. 230 people showed up. So me and Pascal thought, well, maybe we have something there. So we did another show six six months later at a bigger place and 300 people showed up. So we were like, oh, cool. So we did, after that, we started doing a new show every year and, uh, and, we got to do a show in Montreal at a small place called uh, Roaba, which doesn't exist anymore. Where was, it was that? Like so, uh, it was, it's, on, it's on Roy Street. Yeah. <laughs> and I always called it Roy Bar because I'm an angler. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Bar. Roy it's Bar. probably more Roy because it's R-O-Y instead yeah. of R-O-I. <laughs> yeah. That was a great bar, incidentally. And I remember my experience with it. Just, sorry to jump Where in. Was, was this? That I was, was this? 
Uh, it's a uh, it's in plateau, like yes. uh, it's near near kind of Saint Denis. It crosses between Saint Denis you and Saint Maybe is it possible that the, that the Nuit Blanche show was there? No, 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 no. Oh, that was we only did one show time. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. Roy Bar always sticks out to me That's because I was the there. MVP for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Roy the, Bar, the, the honor of MVP <laughs> was telling us we were telling him, well, do, get some security guards or something because they're going to be a lot of people. And it was like, no, no way, there's not, no one's going to show up. And there was a lineup all around the block that night. And then, now he was all pissed off at us. And we, we told him. We're like, hey, man, we're going to back the place. Why was he in yeah. cities? Yeah. And uh, at the beginning, he thought everyone was there because of uh, they were showing the uh, Montreal Canadian uh, uh, before <laughs> nobody, us. Nobody lines up to see the Canadian. Well, <laughs> well, I'm sure there are some people that go see the Montreal Canadian at his bar because that's like a sports double bar. But uh, yeah, but, sure, but yeah. uh, people after the Montreal Canadian, they 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 stayed there and they watched our show and they were all there to see our show. So the owner couldn't believe it. <laughs> and like yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's like a few things that are like seared in my mind from like the because the, there's one I think one of your shows that I've seen like one of the like multiple times but like like there's like there's there's like there's certain bits like the 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 hotline like of uh the the call-in number there like the, the the Christmas thing where people can call in with their like around Christmas can you describe what that is like what I'm talking about here? <laughs> that's the Noel du Canal Neuf there's two guys yeah. who decide to uh, raise some money and food for the poor on Christmas Day <laughs> and there's some major technical problem and major asshole calling them and uh, getting there's them like to there's fuck off the air. Yeah. There's like no screening in the no, calls. No, not at all. Is it, and is it late? Is it late at night? Uh, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> we only have a part of it. So. Yeah, we just, only have 18 minutes of it. Uh, and uh, yeah. I, the, that thing uh, probably uh, went for three or hours or so. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been that like all night. <laughs> as soon, I'm sure as soon as like, I would love to like, uh, so I mean, like we haven't done, I don't think a really, really good job describing it, but it's basically like <laughs> short, I mean. short clips of the worst television that exists i think is the kind of that's it that's and also stuff found on vhs's and stuff right like some stuff that you guys have discovered over the years yeah we should well we what we say is uh we show the worst of tv ever made and yeah there's a stuff coming from vhs that uh we got uh well, we've been doing that for like uh, maybe 18 years. So uh, there's VHS that we've found in thrift store and everywhere, but we also incorporated into our shows like stuff from uh, Turkey, uh, like uh, the the, Turkey, the Turkish Star Wars or uh, movie, band movies from, uh, I don't know, Indonesia or things like that, so Nigeria. And uh, also there's Japanese TV, uh, well, US TV for sure, and all kinds of stuff. Mad Dog Vachon promos. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> a lot of wrestling that's coming yeah. from yeah. me because I'm a big wrestling fan. But one of, but that to say, every one of those clips, like kind of touching on Walter's point about the uh, the Ken and Neff, uh, telethon there. Yeah. Um, like best thing ever, right? <laughs> so good. <laughs> but it's just like every like when when you watch uh, when you watch the clips, 
there's so much like my my brain goes nuts just thinking about like how did this get like like who filmed it who's starring in it yeah. like like how why did anyone give this money why did they let it like, like and they're gone like they're they're pretty quick usually they they come and they go but there's an entire story that always just like I kind of go like a weirdly like psycho thinking about every time there's a clip that you guys would show just of some terrible special effect or or just the uh what was the the, just like weird sexy dances and stuff where you're like there was an entire set of people gathered around this guy with like a mustache doing this dance or whatever and everyone was like that's the shot that's the one we're putting in the movie guys yeah. and then they're like it's just there's like it, it's great like how i mean i guess how do you um how did you start like i guess you said people now like you're you're sending and whatever else but i think everybody who is sort of into genre film and weird stuff always likes the weird, like when you're like, whoa, that was crazy what I just saw, either on television or in a movie. So I kind of understand how you maybe started the idea, but then how do you actually like start to say, okay, I'm going to start to put the time in and collect these and start editing them. And what is that? How does, what, what kicked it all off? I guess. Like, I don't know. It's really Start at my apartment in Quebec, and me and Simon realized that we had we we have some there's something we have in common. We both like the Flintstones a lot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we met at the metal uh, like a tour. It's like a shitty metal act from the eighties, and we met at that show. We were eight people, so you know there's love in common. So we. <laughs> Simon's more like the movie freak. I'm not. Re I'm more the public access stuff. Okay. But uh, yeah, and I don't know. We just we just decide that uh, we were bored, and uh, I don't know. We just uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to but, explain because most yeah, of no, the thing on total crap, they're not even supposed to be funny in the first part. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that that that, then, which is what makes it even better. But were you yeah. already like, were you already like taping stuff before yeah, you? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Yeah, well, well, I Pascal had a, had a collection of VHS tape. I had one. Uh, I think that uh, one that one that comes to mind, uh, the earliest one that I have is from 1986. It's a well, a wrestling tape from uh, wrestling from Quebec, uh, Lutte Internationale, and there's a guy uh, talking about a, a, a wrestling match is going to have, which will have uh, a role of. Uh, 25 cents suspended above the ring <laughs> and the first one to grab it will be able to use it. Is it Creechman? Is Creechman involved in this? No, it's a, uh, no, it's a, uh, well, it's a, uh, Floyd Creechman is involved, but the one uh, giving the, the, the speech that we liked about that tape is a uh, Gino Brito uh, Jr. Oh, uh, the right. son of Gino Brito. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so he's talking about uh, this match is going to have and he's stumble uh, uh, around all his lines and, uh, it's hilarious. So, so yeah, it's probably one of the first things that I uh, showed Pascal and people that were were coming to my house when I was younger. I was showing it to them. I always thought that was funny, but it's, uh, it's not until uh, it's not until I uh, talked to Pascal about those things that uh, that we had the idea of uh, doing total crap, and we were showing it to our friends at his house, and I guess people kind of liked it. And we were like, oh, yeah, why not do a show with that? But when we had the idea of doing the show, 
we had never done that show, so it took us a while to to um, to edit it and find uh, um, find stuff to put it in it and well enough stuff to put in it and. So we had the idea in 2002, and the first show was in 2004. And at that time, I was involved in um, Quebec City in uh, Kino. You know, the 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 uh, they gather every month, and uh, everyone makes well people participating. They show a movie. So I um, I didn't know what movie to make a, a month uh, there. That was in uh, well, 2002 approximately. So I did. Uh, I took everything I had on my uh, VHS tape, the wrestling tape, and I put it all together. And I showed it uh, instead of doing a movie, and everyone were, were rolling around. So, <laughs> so, so probably, you, gonna, uh, yeah, that was kind of my next question. So you did, you did, you were already. I saw uh, sort of online that you make like you've made films and stuff like that. So you're already coming from a a film editing background, so you weren't necessarily going into the editing part blind, like. Uh, no, I, I had a, edited a, a few movies that I made okay. at that point, so I knew how to, uh, well, to to yeah to do a little editing. So, mm -hmm. but our first show wasn't um, as. Uh, was long. With, it was like six hour long. Wow. Yeah, and then we did. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. You're really inspired by the telethon, like style, like long. Format. We were not doing as much editing, as much editing as we should have. <laughs> Let's put everything in there. They'll like it. After six hours, well, not so much. But at our second show, though, it was like two hour and a half, so we were kind of getting there. That the third one, well, that's where we, uh, I think, we found. Uh, out to do also, but we found our pace at that point, yeah. And we, we didn't know anything about the Fun Food Age Festival at that point or any stuff like that. We just we learn about those guys later, you know. Well, I was going to say though, like when you're when you're you're, I think you, you said 2004 in February, right? So that means you're about to be 17 years. I want to say 17 uh, years. If I did my math right, yeah. or maybe 18, 17 or 18 years, which puts you guys like very much at the like beginning of this, even as a as a trend, right? Like it got really big online. I know you guys were doing the live show, but like those all these old clips that started popping up up on YouTube and and stuff. I think even I think even if I'm not like Walter mentioned at the top, everything is terrible. They might have only started in 2006 or 2007. Like so, you guys were almost like. You weren't copying anybody. You were just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, from, from what I know, uh, fun footage just started in 2004, probably the same time that we did. Hmm. But we didn't know about them, like yeah. Pascal said. But we knew about uh, TV Carnage, but we yeah. had only seen the taste. We had never been to their uh, his show uh, at that time. So uh, hmm. so we had only seen what, what he was doing, but, uh, but it wasn't necessarily I wouldn't say that he was an ex inspiration to us because after we started the show we found out about him yeah so we didn't knew uh, we didn't know about him uh, before we did our show but uh, yeah I, I still think it was like as I'm saying you guys were definitely like I said if not first you were just still kind of doing your own thing it wasn't like necessarily derivative but I, I thought it was interesting at least kind of coming into it later just by nature of being Anglo, like I had already watched sort of Blachimania and stuff like that. And then people were like, oh, hey, do you know there's like the Quebecois? 
found footage <laughs> stuff, there's total crap. And then I'm like watching it. And there is something, it's like you guys are almost have the advantage because you're pulling from a like a whole other set of public access and local yeah. TV <laughs> that, that, that the other guys probably don't have. Like you can go through all the different states and have their own thing, but then there's something very like special in a way. And also, yeah, I guess like cultural and stuff, like even when you just see sort of like some of the, like the French Canadian celebrities and stuff that pop up in your clips, it's going to resonate here where it might not necessarily play well anywhere else. But I always thought it was really interesting that you guys had your own angle kind of of, well, this is you. You ever watch? You know, like I said, French television. Yeah, we're it's insane. The, also, uh, yeah. If you show any <laughs> any Michel Richard to uh, an anglophone, I don't think he's going to find it funny as much as a francophone. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, it, it introduced a lot Some of reference. To me. Like, like I and like I, I grew up like I mean, you know, my parents did, do speak French. You know, my like uh, like my grandmother is like is a francophone. And I grew up in the East End and stuff, so I do speak and understand French. So, like, when watching this stuff, I did have, like, an understanding, so it wasn't, like, completely foreign to me. But, like, yeah, a lot of stuff is, was really great and just, like, you know, stuff I've never seen before. Yeah, like, like the, the stuff that you're finding. Who are, like, if you had to, who are some of the Total Crap All-Stars over the years? <laughs> like, some of the people that have showed up the most or some of, the, some of your favorites? We've already named a few. Well, well. Uh, Oh, go ahead, Pascal. <laughs> well, uh, probably uh, Noel du Canal Neuf, uh, like we were talking before. Like, yeah, me and my sister to this day is just like occasionally would just say, Et télé anesthétique. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I don't know, le, maybe La Roqueuse de Minuit. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's like a duet uh, for a oh, yes. Yeah, yes, yes, it's yes, terrible. Yes. I found this on the internet late at night. I called Simon at two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Two o'clock in the, during the night. Say, Look at this man. So the, yeah, that's probably my two favorite. And uh, some classics like uh, Rogers Normandin, also a great filmmaker. And you, Simo? Uh, well, there's a uh, Beaupré. Is uh, it's an yeah. agriculture uh, show? Uh, yeah, Beaupré uh, agriculture show on uh, community TV in Quebec. Uh, it only wa- lasted one episode uh, because the, the guy hosting the show uh, couldn't even say one line. I, and uh, in, I don't know how to describe that show. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, yeah. <laughs> Have, and I was gonna, I was, one thing I was wondering is, has any of the pe- like, like, I feel there's a sense, uh, say when someone like in the States puts it up and they're like, oh, it's this weird cable access thing from the middle of nowhere. This person's gone forever. But I feel that maybe like French Canadian, like you're playing to a smaller set with a smaller group of people that you're pulling from the videos. Has anyone that you've ever like put in a total crap video come out to after you being like, hey, guys, yeah. you know, like live TV is really hard, man. Like, that's not like, <laughs> like, uh, like, did it happens one one time that a girl after a show can see us and say, hey, that's my dead grandpa. You just played. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> but that, that we just remove it. What was it? Jesus. <laughs> but, but there's there was no not- way you can, can find all those people to see if they're what they're doing you know no how do you check yeah exactly yeah. the clip exists it's that yeah. shit <laughs> like, the release were signed but <laughs> there's uh, also some people that were uh, that found out that they were in the, our show and uh, they 
they liked the fact that they were in our show. So, <laughs> but the, most of the problem we had are with uh, not with the people in the clip, but uh, families of that that person. Uh, for example, uh, we showed a clip uh, with someone uh, doing uh, music uh, in uh, in uh, his uh, kitchen, and uh, it was his uh, mother filming the thing. And he didn't uh, mind being on Total Crap. He even liked being on Total Crap. But his mm -hmm. mother, it, she's the one that had a problem with his son being on Total Crap. Mm -hmm. She <laughs> thought that he, he might uh, become an internet sensation because of, because of it, because she had uh, heard about other internet sensation. It might go against him or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But she, he, he convinced his mother to uh, that it was okay to be on total crap so she's okay with it now <laughs> that's cute who's the um who's the, the the french uh manager or like the wrestling manager that cuts a promo about uh becoming the champion and getting smoked meat sandwiches at chinois oh that's uh, eddie creechman that's creechman right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good that's another one that just like just seared in my brain like it's a, it's so good it's just like amazing promo like this French language promo and it just is like talks about like all the great stuff that's going to come from being champion and it's all like these like hyper local references like <laughs> it's, it's amazing it's well Creechman is a is a he's a legend in Quebec wrestling I know it's insane it plays and up it, on plays up on blatant anti-semitism like <laughs> 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 So one thing I was going to ask is you mentioned that uh, Simon is more of the, the the wrestling guy, but you guys have done two wrestling specials. Pascal, do you just like are you shows, like Simon wrestling shows? Yeah, I've been to one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you Simon? Are uh, or do you just like you're like we're doing the wrestling thing, and Pascal, you're just like that's your thing, man, or or have you gotten involved <laughs> into wrestling or? No, I'm, uh, I like the all the the, the the promo like the Creechman stuff and okay. things like that, but I don't watch wrestling now. You know, I like <laughs> it in the Hades, so I'm. But it's mostly Simon stuff, let's agree. Mm -hmm. But the next Total Crabs, well, we did a metal one also, heavy mm -hmm. metal Total Crab. That was more me and Simon thing as a team. Mm -hmm. And uh, now we're doing, it's going to be more maybe my thing. It's going to be an 80s show. So most stuff from the 80s. So, it's, so we're, we're all agree on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we connect I, all. I, I, yeah, we're pa a, passionate about a lot of things, you know. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. I was wondering, uh, small like, I think Walter and I have both experienced in our lives, like, like trying to show wrestling to people to be like, look how cool wrestling is, and then it's <laughs> not as cool <laughs> as you imagine it to be. So, have you experienced that on the like even bigger level, where you're now looking into the thing that you love and trying to find the like the the worst botches of it? Like, I don't know, how does that? <laughs> like how, how do you how do you approach that that process where you're like well with wrestling it's easy because uh, a part of what we like in wrestling is sometimes bad stuff happening yeah. in it we like when it's a good match and, and uh, but yeah but sometimes we like the crappy thing like the shock master or <laughs> i don't know papa shango doing his voodoo thing and yeah. things like that so so that's part of it. So it's easier to um, to to uh, to to find things uh, to show at our total crap show in uh, wrestling. Uh, but let's say metal. 
there's some people into metal that are really serious about it, so it might not be as funny to them as it is to us. So <laughs> that that one is a, it was trickier. <laughs> and we pretty like fringy metal stuff though, right? Yeah. <laughs> We had uh, as our guest uh, Pile Driver. Uh, well, nice. he was uh, he, that's a band from the eighties, yeah. and we had to explain to them to them what our show was. So, uh, and so you'll be playing at Total Craft. We show the worst. Uh, well, tonight, that night we'll be showing the worst of uh, metal ever made. So, if that guy was taking himself uh, seriously, he wouldn't have come to our show. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I could see like I think wrestling fans are like you said, aware of the fact that sometimes the thing that they're into is like pretty bad, but I know a lot of metal fans who take it very seriously, right? They're yeah. like, this is, this is very serious music for like very serious people. And then you guys are like, look at how bad this is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so, Somebody somewhere is like, that's not funny. That's the most important music yeah. I've ever listened to. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the other questions I kind of wanted to know was, um, Growing up, what was the what was the stuff that you like? Because I mean, clearly you guys have just said it. You're really into pop culture, music, movies, wrestling, the '80s. Uh, how and when did your sort of like pop culture? I assume your pop culture obsession was probably predated Total Crap. Like, how did you guys get into pop culture and uh, like in general? I guess. Well, bad boy. Uh, <laughs> start probably with my older brother with his record collection and stuff. So like at eight, eight, nine years old, I was already listening to Black Sabbath and early Pink Floyd and stuff like that, looking at the record cover. And uh, I don't know, it just expand. You, you discover so many things with, uh, I don't know. And then I switched, well, uh, go, go ahead, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, probably from watching TV when I was growing up, I was watching a lot of TV. So I guess everything uh, came from there. Uh, Favorite shows at the time, or you mean uh, related to total crap, or just no, no, just any anything. Like, like, what was your like when you're? I get well, anything niche. I think, like, I would say, like, if you're like something that was not necessarily the most popular show on TV that you were like, hey, this is kind of interesting. I'm gonna get into it. Yeah, like because if I was by. going to say uh, Simpsons, uh, well, <laughs> pretty well, much, yeah. It, yeah see, no. <laughs> well, I don't know uh, what I liked. Uh, Growing up, well, uh, really few for sure, but that's something we show at Total Crab. But uh, I don't know. I used to watch a lot of uh, things like American Gladiators and, and well, yeah. wrestling for sure. Uh, but, well, yeah, good question. Uh, I was a big oh. fan of Dallas. Oh, <laughs> the, well, like Pascal mentioned at the beginning, uh, the Flintstones, that. Uh, Every uh, well in Quebec, uh, we had the the Quebec translation, uh, the, the Quebec right. uh, dubbing of the the Flintstone. Yeah. Best thing uh, ever. Yeah, and uh, so is every. It uh, huh? Sorry. Is it better dubbed? Yeah, better? it's way better. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Les pierres à feu en français. Les pierres à feu, yes. I knew that. Yeah, because the idea of. Uh, Every uh, well, so some characters have uh, names from uh, people in on Quebec television. Uh, 
uh, like let's say uh, Bernard de Rome, who, who was uh, a news anchorman uh, in Quebec. Uh, his name uh, is uh, Bernard de Rock. So you always add a rock to the the, <laughs> the French name. Really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for I me, I don't know. Like, Tree's Company for me, yeah, that's still one of my favorite show ever. So and, and, and watching all what I was gonna say, were you also watching that dubbed or? Uh, yeah, 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 great, yeah. great, great, great. And um, yeah, watching all those uh, like uh, TV show with shitty artists from all over Quebec with my parents. That's probably the start of Total Crap, actually. <laughs> I would say that for like I remember my my brother dated a, uh, a French Canadian girl for several years, and I as as a young English kid, I remember going to their house for New Year's Eve, I guess, to watch like the Bye Bye, and as like and of course they like the entire family had to sit around and watch the Bye Bye, and as like an English, I was like I don't know maybe like eight or nine, I was like what is this like on television like ju just like none of it made sense to me like i spoke french like i understood why were you at eight or nine at your brother's girlfriend's place on new year's eve i don't they had like, they had like a family understand. they had like a big family gathering for new year's eve so okay. it was like 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 my the, my brother's girlfriend also had younger siblings so right. i wasn't like the sole child at okay. this event because that's, that's what i was picturing here no there were other kids be my, the one child at this adult party no, no 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 it wasn't just like my brother was like 16 or 17 like it wasn't like he wasn't even an adult either but but yeah but then it's just like i understood the the words you know like i could understand what everybody was saying but like i just didn't understand any of the references i didn't no. know any of the celebrities and everybody like i just remember i was like just when i i guess realized that i was missing out on a big piece of culture of the place that i lived with was like watching the bye-bye and not understanding why everything like people were just dying laughing around us and and i'm like what is this show <laughs> like why does it why does everybody seem to know this like uh what was the uh, they have Francois Perrus on, and he shows up and does his like yeah. his his high pitched voice thing, and everybody in the entire house is laughing. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like it was just very. Um, I guess like I said, like realizing oh, there's this whole other entertainment industry that, around me that I just the star system, man. It's the fucking star system. Yeah. <laughs> Do, do you do you think that that is partially the reason that there's like this like wealth of just like stuff out there? It's like specifically from Quebec. I mean, like obviously, you know, you, it's going to be like you have like a whole set of things just because it's a different language. But do you think like Le Star System has contributed to like the re there being all this like such a high volume of stuff to go through? Oh boy. Uh, yes, I think. Yeah, question. because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, the thing is, we uh, the television in Quebec is made for uh, a population of uh, from, we're like 8.5 million in Quebec. I don't know, yeah. eight or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so the the well, especially uh, in the 70s and 80s, uh, the the budget was probably not as big as uh, for those kind of show as it might have been for a big show in the United States uh, watched by millions and millions of people. So. We 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 do those shows with uh, with passion, and sometimes passion doesn't always equal quality because yeah. the budget doesn't go with it. And 
and the pool of talent is not as big as it might be elsewhere. There's a lot of big, uh, great talent to go back, but maybe sometimes those people don't get the spotlight and they give the they have to they give the spotlight to other people that might. I don't know. <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys still show? Sorry, out of nowhere question. Do you guys still show the clip? <laughs> of uh natalie samard talking about hiding from uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we yeah, showed but... we showed it in september we, <laughs> we actually uh did a uh, two live show in september and we showed that Larry. Uh, uh, i guess I know, when you mentioned the uh, simone is one of the things about like passion i i, I have had the, the the same exact same reaction especially when even when you say oh there wasn't as much money kind of going around but there was still money going around you know like like just even to shoot something on film you know like still there was like a, a cost to put something onto film and to put something on television in the 70s and 80s that now with digital is like yeah. the point of entry is less so like that was kind of what i was alluding to earlier like somebody really wanted to make the stuff that ends up on total crap. Like it wasn't like somebody wasn't trying to make crap. They were trying to make something legit. And then maybe they, they missed the mark, you know, like as you were saying, like, I know sometimes they were playing it for laughs. I see Walter thinking about it. I think some stuff is some stuff. Some of the stuff that's featured though, and correct me if I'm wrong here, isn't necessarily made for an audience, right? Like some of it is like, it's like it's like family tapes or like you know yeah. like is there that is kind of some of that stuff too so there's like some stuff that's not really wasn't really intended for a big audience no we don't really use um like we're no, I'm wrong. i think i'm wrong here yeah <laughs> I'm wrong this is a wrong statement once i found a vhs in uh, emmaus in quebec city without uh, anything no labels nothing and i just put it in my vhs player back in montreal and there was like a party four guys probably 1670s uh, and they were pretty much naked and having a pillow fight drinking seven up and wow. i was like okay wow. now now we got something <laughs> but no we're not gonna show that to you know that's how we end up in ms first i don't know but you know yeah so oh, wow. yeah uh, <laughs> but there is some some things that were not supposed that like uh, uh in one of our show uh, in total crap 12 there's a guy uh, he's trying to figure out how his camera works <laughs> and uh so it's uh george tibuto merci yeah you know what i'm talking about so yeah, yeah but so he's he, probably, he, probably dead at the moment so yeah so yeah <laughs> this guy it doesn't matter <laughs> but he's trying to figure out how his vhs camera works so uh is doing some experiment with it. So we showed a, a few clips from that, uh, but that was found from one of our friends. But usually it's stuff that have been uh, taped from TV or uh, movies that we show. We don't show a lot of family footage. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, because I didn't mean to make it. Um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you is you guys actually, I know you've been all around Quebec touring it, but now was I mistaken in reading that you brought it to Europe also? Like did you, uh, or you had a screening in Europe, or uh, we had screenings uh, in France. It's in uh, Lille. I just found out today that uh, our we were supposed to have a, a screening. Uh, I think it was supposed to be on Friday. He he, uh, he wrote me to say, ah, oh, well, because of the pandemic, it's not happening. I was like, yeah, 
<laughs> you don't have to say it. I knew it was not going to happen. Anyway, so yeah, the, 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 we had a few screenings in uh, Lille, France. Mm -hmm. And also we had a screening in Ontario in um, uh, Orleans, near Ottawa. Okay. But that's uh, like the French part of uh, yeah, Ottawa. So we did our yeah, show in French. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, and did, it's pretty much where we, we showed our things, yeah. Did it, did it like... Was there a good, what was the reaction in France? Because again, when we talk about like the cultural stuff, like a lot of yeah. it's kept. Well, well we, no, no clue. Well, no. They, well, the guy doesn't tell you. The guy's like, the guy's. Well, the guy we were. It's funny, or you're. We just were like, not I, I there. Know. We were not there for sure. But uh, I know someone that uh, has been to our uh, our show there, mm -hmm. and also someone that came to our show in, in uh, Montreal. I think it was coming from France. Uh, as on a vacation, and it was like, yeah, they're so crap playing. I'll go to their show, and I'll tell them because they've asked us during their um, during the, the the part that they are hosting. Uh, uh, do, do people in France laugh as hard here uh, in Montreal? That well, is that the same reaction? Mm -hmm. And he told us, yes, that's the same reaction. They might not have the same references that we do in Quebec, like if we show. Uh, well, they don't know who Gaston Lepage, the host of the show, is. But what the people do on the show, it's it's international. Like someone, uh, I don't know, is a defi, how do challenge. you say that? Oh, yes, challenge is to, yeah. uh, uh, he has um, uh, balloons filled with okay. water. And uh, he, he's supposed to karate kick every balloon still with water, but the water drops on the floor. So it starts slipping every time he, start, he wants to do a karate kick on those balloons. So that is, doesn't, you don't need any, uh, you don't need yeah. to know any specific language to, to, uh, to understand what's going on and to appreciate that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would say also, like, I wouldn't even hesitate to bring someone who didn't speak French to a total crap show. Like, even if they, I'd be like, you won't get all of it because if you don't speak any French, there's for sure stuff you'll miss. But I was like, there's still going to be enough funny that you're going to have a good time, even if you don't have the language entry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you, you, there's still, like you said, like enough physical comedy, enough weird, bad special effects or whatever that uh, that go off. Even just watching, like I said, some, some of the wrestling promos, even if you don't understand maybe the words you can tell that it's off the rails insane <laughs> <laughs> like that's what you're watching on tv even without that language so i was like i think that i guess it does obviously make sense that it would play well hopefully in france as well uh and like i said i'm sure you could even bring it elsewhere maybe not to hundreds of people because they had i think a lot of people would be hesitant to go but i think anybody that went would have a good time even if they didn't speak the language because it's like universally funny you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because sometimes the the joke is a visual joke. It's not yeah. always uh, something that uh, someone will say that will be funny. So yeah, I think that it could be international for some part of it, though, uh, for for sure. So Pascal, you you the footage you said that you didn't want to uh, that you would want to share but didn't share is obviously the insane footage of a pillow fight. Uh, Simon, yeah. do you have, are there is there any footage uh, that you found that you're like I wish I could use this but for X Y Z reasons we're gonna make a pass? Hmm. <laughs> well, good question. I'm trying to think because we 
Well, there's a porn movie we showed once, and uh, then oh, yeah. <laughs> cannot show anymore. Because we oh. did a fundraiser showing an old Quebec porn movie for an uh, Haiti for a Médecins Sans Frontières, yeah. and uh, yeah, and the guy who did the porn movie uh, told us not to show it anymore. <laughs> so. It's a really good. You're like porn. the worst is that it's for it's the one you're doing it for charity. Yeah, yeah we. Uh, <laughs> it's well, not even like your own market. You're, you're just like, don't ever show that movie again. You're like it was for fundraising, man. Yeah, there was uh, the big earthquake in the eighty yeah, uh, yeah. like ten years ago. So uh, we thought we were like, hey, uh, well, why not do a fundraiser? We okay. thought we would show it in a small bar, but when people from Club Soda learn about it. You're like, oh, why, why, why don't, why don't you do your show at the Club Soda? You usually, usually do it there. We're like, well, we're, tickets, everything else, yeah. We're <laughs> thinking about showing a porn movie, so maybe that's <laughs> not the place. But we did it anyway. Uh, so it's uh, an old uh, a, a movie that was made in uh, 1992. One of the first porn movie in, uh, made in Quebec. It's probably made in uh, an hotel room somewhere on the South Shore. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, we showed that and uh, <laughs> for charity. And I think we raised like uh, five thousand dollars, and we yeah. gave that money to Médecins Sans Frontières. So yeah. it was the greatest porn movie. There's no erection at all. The <laughs> action and the get the the. the the girl at the end died uh, from AIDS. So, yeah, uh, really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it starts that uh, the uh, the boyfriend of that girl uh, he loses his job. He's like, oh, how are we going to make ends meet? Well, you can be a prostitute, and after two minutes, it's done. She's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Prostitute now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Great, so she great. dies from made from that. Oh shit! That that tied oh, that tied into my my Roy Bar story from the beginning. I was like, because the memories I have at Roy Bar on the screen is I was there just partying one night and they had on uh, Emmanuel in space, Ooh. and I was like, I literally couldn't pay attention to like anything that was happening. Like I was like, like talking or dancing or whatever, but like just because Emmanuel in space is crazy. Like a fake Emmanuel, and probably I know I think the I real Emmanuel have two L in Emmanuel, and the fake <laughs> one only have one L. Oh, yeah. pulling back the curtain on the Emmanuel films. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if it was a real one or not, but she was in space. Why are there two? Why are there? Hold on, hold on. Let's stay on this for a second. Why, <laughs> why is there like why is there a fake Emmanuel? Well, in the series, I, mean, I, I, I think the first move, first few movies. Emmanuel with two L, and then after that, someone just tried to make some cash. Uh, so it's like it's not the same actress. Yeah. It's just someone yeah. who kind of like like like, like Elsa, she wolf of the SS. You know, yeah, Elsa got around. You know, like, yeah, yeah, like uh, Bruce Lee. There's only a few movies made with Bruce Lee. There, yeah, there was yes, uh, Bruce so many, Yeah, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lai, Bruce whatever. Really? Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, Brucey clones uh, that made movies. Uh, because Bruce Lee probably made like seven or eight films. Yeah. But we think that. Are you saying it's just guys that look like Bruce Lee? Yeah. No, but if and there's like, a if Turkish you look at the Bruce official Lee? filmography of Bruce Lee, like Simone was saying, seven, yeah. eight movies yeah, yeah, tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if you look, but if you go to like the, the Kung Fu section of a video store, especially in like the 90s or whatever, there's a lot of Bruce somethings that kind of look <laughs> like him. <Yeah. laughs> You're just hoping. We were, oh, this reminded me of a conversation. Yeah, it was, it was like a Hudson Hawk, uh, Die Hard, uh, <laughs> you know. 
Well, there was, there were, you guys, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but I was reading uh, an article, and I think there might even be a documentary or something making about it. Uh, people who did the box, the cover art of old VHS tapes in the 80s and 90s of the real, like, of B films. And the artists used to talk about how they would try to make the cover art look like as much like a big like budget movie as they could without like full copyright infringement like recreating like the pose from alien or whatever else but just different enough that maybe someone's going to mistake it and think they're getting alien <laughs> you know and then instead getting a piece of weird crappy b movie just because they made the the box look kind of similar so. yeah for sure there's uh boxes that looks i think it's a movie called robo vampire Mm -hmm. And uh, it, there is like a guy that looks like RoboCop on it, <laughs> but there is no RoboCop in it. There's, I don't think, I don't even think there's a robot in it. But <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were trying to sell the movies by their uh, boxes at the video store. Yeah, like uh, La Moto Qui Tue. There's a movie, a French movie called La Moto Qui Tue, but there's no uh, moto uh, in the movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably just trying to like capitalize on maximum overdrive or Christine or whatever else. Yeah. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, there's a killer motorcycle. No, yeah. no, there isn't. <laughs> no, nobody dies and there's no motorcycle. Walter, do you want to move it towards five questions? Absolutely. Is it, right. uh, do I know the questions? Or? I don't think so. Do you want me to text them to you? If you want to ask some of them? No, I, mean, I mean, I'm good with following your lead Why? here. But so this is the segment that we usually do right towards the end of the show. We ask the, the same three questions to all of our guests. Uh, and then question four is the question from our last guest to you. And then question five is what question would you like to ask our next guest, not knowing who they are? So you can keep that in mind. You don't have to answer question five yet, but that's it's coming. Uh, <laughs> so question number one is uh, what do your thoughts sound like? So, like, what's your internal thought process? Whoa, what does it sound I, like? I do not know these this batch of questions. Holy and is shit. it a clip? Is it in clip form? I guess are they? Do you do you have thoughts in clips of just weird like telethon guys and whatever? <laughs> are those your thoughts? You mean regarding total when we? No, just do anything. Total, oh, anything. Just in general. Oh, just in general, okay. like uh, what? Steep, steep. I know. This <laughs> was, uh, uh, was Lawrence who came up with this one. Well, me, it's all, I guess it's all mixed up. Uh, you can't really follow what I'm thinking. So I'm the only one who understands what I'm thinking. I don't know. <laughs> all over the place? <laughs> yeah, all over the place, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's a hard, a hard one to... Uh, There's no wrong answer, obviously. No. I'll say the Jesus and Mary Chains a Psycho Candy album. Oh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. deep cuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Noisy. No, just like noise, noise rock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was your favorite thing to eat? Uh, I said as a child, but like as a kid, could be a teenager, could be whatever. Like your favorite favorite food could be a snack, a meal, a candy bar, whatever. Like the thing that you were like really excited to eat when you were a kid. Smoke. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. The only thing that comes to mind is uh, millefeuille. Uh, I don't know how you say that in English. Millefeuille. Yeah, millefeuille. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, if there's another name for it, I do not know it. So oh, okay. <laughs> it's always, it, as an English kid, it was half, half of my French knowledge is pastries. 
<laughs> as I remember, I don't know if you did the same as a kid, but I like to a eat the classic like the whole bite, but then b squish it, squish it or eat it in different parts. Like eat the cookie part and then like eat the the icing parts. Like <laughs> not cookies, puff pastry, bro. Puff pastry. I'm sorry. I'm correct. <laughs> For me, I'll say something I miss really much in the. It's uh, chips from I think that was what was the name of Lay's before they were called Lay's. Oh, in Lac Saint Jean, they were called Zulac anyway. So uh, <laughs> there was uh, onion and garlic chips from Zulac. Those were amazing. <laughs> and they don't exist anymore. No, no, no. Oh man, but these were fucking great. Get it? Yeah. Uh, like I just. I was thinking, and I just thought of this. Like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Now you need to use your uh, your position as, like, an influencer to get people to, like, petition Lay's to yeah, bring it back. Start, like, yeah. <laughs> all, the new, all the new flavors now. I'm with you on this one, Pascal, because, like, all the, all the, you know, like, all these fucking chip flavors and stuff, it's always, like, spicy this or, like, jalapeno that. And I'm like, fuck that, man. Like, how about, like, yeah, a variety? How about a variety of flavors, not just like just like fucking like flaming hot bullshit and all anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and they, say, they, like, they make every they make every flavor now that you you go and they have rib flavor and whatever. I mean, they can do our onion and garlic again. No, I feel come that. on. And they didn't taste either like onion or no, garlic. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Of course they didn't. Probably I always, whenever, whenever anyone brings up chips, I always think about um, my dad uh, ran a factory and uh, he had barrels that he would buy from. I can't even remember which chip company it was, but it was some local chip company in Montreal. He would buy their old barrels. So they were big red, red barrels. No, they were ca- they were cardboard. They were like okay. cardboard barrels with like yeah, metal. metal barrels in next Okay, okay oh, yeah. but yeah, but they were but it was of the seasoning. Right. So yeah. the seasoning, those the like cardboard is porous. So it had the smell in it all the time. Like and I and to this day, I can't eat ketchup chips because some of the smells like sour cream and onion, whatever you'd smell it, it wouldn't be so bad. Like salt and vinegar almost didn't smell at all. You could you could tell it was salt and vinegar. But ketchup, they, whatever, a barrel full of ketchup chip powder, that barrel now has the ketchup smell so strong in it. Like, even though it's empty, like, because we're using it for another thing. We were filling up springs into it. He just bought them cheap. They used to be full of ketchup powder. I was going to say, didn't your dad own uh, – th- that was – I was waiting for that connection because like, yeah. I know that your dad owned a spring factory. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck did he have these, like, chip barrels for? I'm like, where is this going to come in? into the springs? <laughs> he put the springs in the barrels, but he got the barrels used or whatever <laughs> from the chip. And did you – it was you, Keith, your job, like your summer job with, like, with like a shovel just shoveling out the ketchup powder? No, shit. the ketchup powder was already gone. He bought the barrels empty, but they – they smelt of the ketchup powder. That was it. And like you had this barrel that just oh, had this, ketchup. Yeah, it just had the strongest smell. And you're like loading up the stock uh, from the warehouse into this barrel that smells like the strongest ketchup chip flavor you've ever had in your life. It was gross. I hated it. And I, I got and people are like ketchup chips. I'm like, no, that's disgusting. They're like, just try it. I'm like, no. no. I'm like, I can't. My brain is locked in on that. Uh, uh, Question number three uh, is, uh, what is the best or worst thing about growing up? 
So uh, obviously you guys are, are, have grown up to, I guess, watch a lot of uh, bad movies and bad television in your time. But what was the best or worst part of uh, moving from a teenager to an adult? Hmm. Hmm. That's one is deep as well. <laughs> Um, I, I want to answer these questions. I'm like hearing these questions for the first time. I'm like, you're not oh. actually though. We, you know, here's a, this is the great. While they think about their answer, I could tell you these questions got decided at episode 200. You were on stage, while they, but you were just wasted. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think I'm ever been an an adult. Yeah, I always been a teenager. So it's hard to. You just locked in a teenager and just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, a classic answer would be, well, uh, if I had the knowledge that I have now uh, while growing up, uh, well, I wouldn't have made those those mistakes I made. But those mistakes I made is what what defines me now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the classic like a answer. Was, yeah. I, I guess like a, a follow-up question to what you just uh, said, though, Simon, for, and I guess to, to both of you, and this is not an official question, but it's more of a total crap question. Is there like a tape or a clip or something that you used to like own or something you had as a kid that then was lost and you're like, you no longer have a copy of it and you're like, no, that was the best and I've never found it again or like a commercial. I remember, I don't... like. I just remember weird like infomercials and stuff as a kid that you had ad on the tape for whatever reason. Did you guys ever, did you ever lose anything? I'm saying, and then when you think back, you're like, oh man, I wish I had kept that tape. Because I didn't now lose I it, but I uh, was um, back in the 80s, uh, 90s, there was uh, an ad on TV for the Hot Diggity Dogger. Okay. I never taped it because it was playing all the time and all the time. And since then, I'm looking for the Hot Diggity Dogger ad. What is that? What did that do? That's uh, like a hot dog machine. That's. Uh, it's like a. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that the answer is like, uh, it's one of those hot dog machines. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's called the hot diggity dogger. What do you expect? You know? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was, sorry, it was the hot dog machine. Yeah. The only thing uh, I missed recording back then. And that, and you, you put the call out, and no one's been able to find it for you, or no, no. And our friend Martin, he was collecting ads. He, he collect ads from Quebec, even good mm -hmm. ads and bad, and uh, any. Was it a local Quebec product? Yeah, uh, no, I don't think it was a local no. Quebec product. Was it, was but it that Starfruit? was a like, was it made by Starfruit. Probably Starfruit. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's the, what was the, what was the commercials? Right at the beginning of the pandemic, for some reason, Walter, you were sharing old Donini's pizza Donini's commercials. Oh, like, man, the, the, do you remember those? Remember the pizza the Donini? Do you remember the, the that place? What was it? Was it that it, one? It was pizza. I think it was pizza Donini, but there was maybe a wrestling time or like, like no, because like there was like those the specials, and you get like the you get like you'd order like two get like a extra large pizza, and it would come with like a bag with like two bags of chips, two candy bars. Two packs of gum and like <laughs> and a two liter Pepsi and it was like you got like so much extra stuff. Do you remember this? Yeah. Pizza Donini like might have been Montreal. Three eight three. Oh oh pizza Donini. 
Okay. It might have been a Montreal pizzeria. <laughs> I remember this. That didn't make it to Quebec City. <laughs> um. Uh, Simon, did you have any? Do you have any any lost uh, lost clips that you you you're sad that you lost or something you saw? Uh, and you... Well, I, I remember having a VHS tape uh, with uh, a, a, an old Santo movie on it, like the Rest yeah. of Santo, I'll but it was in French, and it was uh, Santo against the uh, Guada 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 mummies, something. I don't know nice. if it's the, the, the title in French is Santo contre les momies Guanajato. Yeah. I don't know how, what it is in English, but I used to have a, a tape with that movie on it, but I taped over it. So oh, no. but it was in French. I, yeah. I, I, I can get it on the internet uh, uh, easily like, uh, in English or in, uh, in um, uh, Spanish, but yeah. I had that one in French. So yeah, I would like the, to the, track yeah, the French again, recording yeah. of it. Yeah. Another thing I regret, well, I, I still have it. I found a DVD a few weeks ago. It's just written over it. Poursuite Nathalie Simard. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah. Nathalie yeah. Simard was chased like by the TVA helicopter or something like that. Oh, why? Her boyfriend did some, yeah, that's when she was in trouble. So she was oh, all over man. the news at that time. Mm -hmm. But the DVD is not working anymore. So, oh, no. Yeah. So, question number four comes from uh, Alex Rose, we mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, he was wondering, and I guess this, this is also a very applicable. The other Francophone we know, Alex the, Rose. The one other yeah. Francophone. <laughs> uh, um, how do you organize your work to make sure you don't miss anything? Which, and I guess that considering what you guys do in editing, this is actually pretty... Uh, rough i would say like so how do you organize your work not to miss well, it usually we start looking each other at vhs and record like what we found interesting sometimes we people think we find stuff all the time but sometimes you have to check 30 vhs at fast forward to to find a little bit of stuff interesting you know i have tape i watch like Three years ago, I watched a tape and it was like eight hours of interview with members of Blast Tiger. And I was like, fuck my <laughs> life. <laughs> you don't like know what's on the tape. Yeah, out. but he, there's nothing written on the tape or anything. So mm -hmm. yeah, usually we make it like a first draft of what, and then we, we, we I don't continue to see <laughs> Oh, yeah, we, we each uh, look at tapes uh, on our sides and uh, what we uh, digitize that is uh, pretty cool. We, well, we meet and we show each other uh, what we have, uh, what we find funny. And after that, uh, after a few, a uh, few times that we've watched it, what we still find funny is what we put in the, uh, in the montage, uh, the, the end montage. But recently I was, uh, uh, taking all our uh, video archive and putting it on a new uh, hard drive that I, um, that I bought. And uh, on those, uh, in those, uh, on those uh, DVDs, uh, there's a lot of stuff that we have never used. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty happy to um, be able to, uh, to put that on a hard drive and save that for the fu future use for a uh, total crap. Yeah. 
So you're not. Well, I don't think that answers the question, though. <laughs> I, that's good. Uh, I was gonna say there's no so there's no shortage. Uh, that that's always been kind of one of my uh, I guess fears of the the genre is in general stuff is like all of the best stuff usually comes from the 70s, 80s, 90s. And I was like, and now we're getting further and further removed from that. So I'm like, are you guys ever worried that there won't be enough new content to find, to share? Or are you, you set for like another 10 years or like what? Well, uh, for what we like, uh, 80s and 90s, yes, we still have stuff that we haven't used. But what I, what's happening in the, now, it's... What is uh, so bad is good. It's not exactly necessarily on TV. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people uh, recording themselves on the internet. Yeah. Uh, so that might be what the future is for Doral Crap. I don't know. We're not mm -hmm. there yet. So, yeah. but because, like, for example, since the, the pandemic has begun, uh, there's a lot of. Uh, conspiracy theorist people uh, doing videos yeah <laughs> so if we watch that that uh, like five or ten years from now everybody will laugh at this because we will all know that it doesn't make sense yeah. because we'll be in the future and we're like yeah 5g chip uh, uh, <laughs> in the vaccine yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. so we'll find that pretty funny but there's a lot of people right now that believe believe in those things so it's yeah. not as funny right now because yeah. we're living it so maybe that's the future for total crap a show about uh, conspiracy theorists during the <laughs> pandemic you never know <laughs> total, total yeah, but I think that <clears throat> back in the 80s and 90s you had few tv channels mm -hmm. so people who see relevé défi they they watched it back in the day, you know? Yeah, they have that memory of it, kind of. Yeah, yeah so everyone watched the, the same old channels and stuff. And now there's so many different platforms and channels and that, you know, okay, do you watch Relvid Defi yesterday? Yes, but now it, it, they're so, I think that people are less focused on, mm -hmm. yeah, so they're going to yeah. lose some reference. I'm, I hope for you guys' sake that people keep doing stupid stuff and filming it. Like well, people, people are going to do stupid stuff. Yes. They won't stupid. They won't stop. Uh, and then, yeah, to wrap it up, uh, what question do you want to ask uh, our next guests? You had you had the other questions, so uh, it could be deep. It could be silly. And Walter uh, and I will answer it as well. Thinking long. Uh, well, you usually have. Uh, hmm. No, well, no, that's not a good one. Usually, uh, if someone usually has something to plug. Usually, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, but it can be. We've had wrestlers. We've had musicians. We've had comedians. We've had uh, uh, authors, artists. Okay, well, I'll go with a question that might have a link to total crap. Uh, uh, what is your worst uh, media appearance? Oh, good one. Good question. What is your worst media appearance? Because sometimes if you have a, like a, I don't know, radio or podcast, oh, he might not necessarily be on TV. So that's why I okay. went larger than, so media appearance, yeah. <laughs> media appearance. Walter, do you have one? I was like, I don't really oh, have one. I, I have one. I yes, yes, yes. Okay. okay. I was thinking because like, okay. Uh, <laughs> so like, 
about two or three, two or three years into into me doing stand up comedy, I I was also working at a I was also working at the suburban newspaper, and I think I interviewed you once for the suburban newspaper. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 and uh, and uh, so I this guy, this other guy that worked there, he had a show on the radio, like on C, like you know, CJD, right? Like like seven p.m. or something. And so I, I contact, uh, I was putting together a comedy show and I asked him, I was like, Hey, can we get like five minutes on your radio show uh, to talk about this uh, comedy show? And he's like, yeah, okay. Bring, bring another one of the comics from the show on with you. And, uh, I immediately knew it was the story. As yeah. soon as you said. <laughs> <laughs> and he, don't want to, don't want to bury the lead here, but like, yeah. And, and, and so like, and I, this other guy is like, you know, he smokes a lot of weed and stuff and, and I'm telling him, I'm like, now, nah, man, you have to remember, this isn't a podcast. This is like, this is terrestrial radio. This is like, you know, this is real radio. You can't swear. This is like, you can't swear. And he's like, yeah, got it. And I told him, I must've told him like three, four times before the show we get in, we start the segment and I told the, the, the radio host what jokes to ask to what, jo- like how to lead into the guy's material. And he goes, uh, oh, so I hear you have a joke, something about quilty. He goes, oh yeah. He's like, so sometimes you see some quilty motherfucker, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was like two minutes into what was like a ten, what could have been like ten minute interview. He's like, oh, okay, cool, and he he they they dumped the segment, and then and he kicked us out of the studio. And I was like, god damn it, I told you so many times. He's like, you asked, he asked me the joke. I just I was just telling my joke. <laughs> I, I would say that my like worst. Media experience is also probably related to that same guy. When we, <laughs> we recorded an entire podcast episode with him, I put it up for one day, and then he called me and he told me that he had to take it down because he may have said some things that were legally liable. It's the same person. Yeah. He was inv- yeah, he was involved in some lawsuits, so I had an entire podcast that I put together, put it up, and he was like, "Yo, you have to take it down." He's like, "There's a lot." He's like, "I talk about some legal things in there that I can't." I was like, well, should I edit or cut it? He's like, no, take the whole thing down. I was like, cool, really, really glad we did this interview. And I just had to lose it to the ages because uh, of lawsuits. That was the best. <laughs> great, great, great guy to work with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have one. I don't know if that's the worst, but uh, I, that's what I like to tell is I, I did air guitar on the radio. <laughs> they invited me to play air guitar on the radio. I don't know how that translated to the audience listening. Well, you know, played air guitar on radio. Edgar Bergen used to be a huge radio star and he did ventriloquism on the radio. So, (laughs) you know. Very talented, very talented. Yeah. <laughs> very talented ventriloquist on the radio. Well, did, did you do it from the, the Quebec air guitar stuff, or was that just like a, a separate piece? Uh, of uh, well, that, that was a, a show uh, hosted by, um, what's his name? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, and uh, it was uh, to plug the uh, air guitar show that would be happening uh, during the, the Just for Lab festival. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, he invited us to talk about it, but he asked us to play air guitar on the radio. Like, oh, okay, well, why not? <laughs> but did you do it, or you should have been like, okay, yeah, I'm doing air guitar now, and then just, <laughs> well, and then I just like, sat back that, in the but, chair. <laughs> but they they, uh, they had asked me what song uh, beforehand that I wanted to play uh, uh, on air air guitar on, on the radio. So. <laughs> 
I really want to know who produced that segment. Like why why someone thought that was insane. Wasn't Amy Amy Blackmore the the air guitar champion for a bit there? Did you know her? Uh, No, I've I've stopped doing the uh, air guitar contest in Quebec City. We did something with uh, Just for Laugh when I I moved to Montreal. But after that, uh, I got out of that scene, if that's a scene. (laughs) Got out of competitive air guitar stuff. Uh, Pascal, do you have a a bad media appearance or? Uh, no, not really. And uh, I think the hair guitar one from Simon is probably uh, the best <laughs> from both of us. No, usually, <laughs> usually every interview we got, we got the same question. That's that's why it's fun tonight. You know, we kind of have to develop a little more than we we went off the path a little bit cool uh so guys thank you so much again we're basically just wrapping this up so this comes out on december 10th you guys have your virtual uh the 12th noel party on november on november december i'm even bad at month december bye bye your your bye bye it's your bye 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 (laughs) december 12th uh 9 p.m uh, tickets is is they're eleven dollars and fifty nine cents. Yeah, we have to buy that uh, on a, a website called lepointvente.com. Yeah. Uh, point of sale in, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. in English. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, so you get after that you get a link where you'll be able to watch the show and and yeah. less than twelve dollars. Yeah, eleven dollars and fifty nine cents. And we're we'll be giving it. yeah we're giving a ten percent of the sale to Dans la Rue this year. Oh okay. Okay. Last, last year we had our own beer, uh, microbrewery. Uh, uh, Espace public. Espace public. My God, mm-hmm. my, my shame. Uh, yeah, they did a total crap beer, so they gave the, uh, the the money to Dans la Rue, and this year we're well we're stuck at home, so we're gonna give ten uh, percent to Dans la Rue again. Yeah, which I think is a, obviously uh, Pascal and I we were talking about it a little bit in the pre-interview. Uh, holidays is always a very difficult time for the homeless and i think this year it's going to be even worse because yep. so with everything going on so it's a good cause to going obviously to dans la rue uh and it'll be and and i guess we mentioned it also in the show this is even if there's some of the clips you've seen this is a a, a new edit of some of the clips right so yeah and we did a new segment where we host the show we rec- recorded those segments just for that show too. okay Oh, yeah, we, so even if you've seen the Christmas special from Total Crap, there's something new. So uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, see. especially at the end. Yeah. So, I, I can't uh, say anything, but <laughs> and it's about it's two hours, so it's going to be from nine to eleven ish. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there you go. And door doors are at eight thirty. Whatever that. Means. Yeah. Well, you can uh, you can log on to uh, the link, and uh, there's a, will be a chat, so you can chat with. Any other person? Hang, hang out. It's yeah. all the social activity. <laughs> they canceled Christmas, so this is the this way to socialize now is uh, on the total crap chat room. Yeah. <laughs> After that, you won't even miss the the four Christmas day that were supposed to happen. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is yeah. better than whatever seeing your family anyway. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, Walter, closing comments. Oh, it's really uh, just, just happy to be here. It's nice to uh, to get to talk to you guys. Total crap rules. <laughs> thanks so oh, much. thanks for having us. Thank you. Stop the
Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, we really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, Please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes, and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all you can go to uh, patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way it really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part we're really not trying to make a profit on this um, and also if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show you can uh, contact us either on facebook or on twitter there's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and uh, and let us know and if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and uh, plugs something a uh, big thank you as always to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show uh, Walter J. Ling who is technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Corber and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening thank you for choosing Go Plug Yourself uh, as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day Thank you. 905.cc, podcasts, blogs, and comics, made in Montreal since 2011.